time for the most action-packed podcast in the pro wrestling world. It's time for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We bring you the latest and greatest in professional wrestling from the WWE and AEW to the excitement of the independent scene. You get it all here in one place. The Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rob T and K-Bay Chris. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It is Saturday morning. That's right. That means it's time for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast recap show, baby. That's right. This is Rob T and, of course, my co-host. Let me hear it one time. Hey, Fabe Chris. That's right. And we are here to bring you everything going on in the world of the WWE and AEW. And what a week it's been. Oh, Uh, yeah, definitely. I I think, Chris, we need to start with the obvious one this week. What do you think? Well, if by obvious you mean AEW, (laughs) then yes. I I think so. I think so. Before we even get into the results, did you hear that AEW's ratings were like the highest they've been since March. I did not, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> I I think everybody was wanting to find out or I guess to see if there was going to be any, uh, I guess, backlash, if you want to call it that, from what happened after the pay-per-view on Sunday. Which, right. Which by now, everybody and their grandma knows what happened. And if you heard our podcast earlier this week, you heard my rant and how I'm done with CM Punk. Now, having said that, I, I I know he's hurt, and I'm sorry to hear that. I don't wish that on anybody being hurt or anything. But as far as him coming back, I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he never comes back. I am so done with Punk. He's arrogant. He is just, he's a dick, dude. <laughs> So, but I'm not going to get into that because I said enough about that. Tell us how you really feel, sir. (laughs) I said enough of that earlier this week. So let's go ahead and let's get into uh, AEW Dynamite. So Kayfabe Chris, take it away. All right, sir. Well, we're coming to you live from the Mega Power Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we're going to discuss the AEW Dynamite results from this Wednesday, September 7th. By the way, cheers. Ah, cheers. I I don't have that. I have sweet tea. I'm Texan. (laughs) Ooh. It's a nice, smoky, old-fashioned. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, AEW opens up with a uh, video from the president and owner of AEW, Mr. Tony Khan, to a ruckus of booze from the crowd. A ruckus of booze from the crowd. He announces, yeah. He uh, got uh, some before you continue, though, I heard two versions well i don't know if you want to call them versions but two reasons or or, or hypothesis if you will as to why the crowd was booing okay um i heard it on uh busted open i'm sure you did too one was because they thought it was because he was it was a taped uh announcement and not live right um and then the other theory was that it was because everybody kind of knows what happened and i guess they're kind of pissed at him I guess. I don't know. What do you think it was? I think it was the latter. Yeah. Same. You know, I yeah. mean, it, I don't think honest, it has, it was, it was I don't think it has anything with, with the fact that it was a video because when we went to see him, when we went to see AW live, he came out before the cameras went on. Right. 
You know what I mean? So I don't think it was that. And if anything, he did that so that way he didn't have to come in front of the crowd. Exactly. So exactly. He needs to grow a set, bro. He really needs to grow a set. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to do something. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, man. All right. Well, like I said, the crowd boos him out, or not boos him out, boos him on the video prompter. Uh, he announces that following the in, the all-out pay-per-view, he doesn't acknowledge anything from what happened. He just says that following the all-out pay-per-view, he has been forced to vacate the AW, AW World Championship and the AW Trios Championships. And he says the opening match, we will get Death Triangle, which consists of Pac, Ray Phoenix, and Penta El Cedo Miedo versus the best friends of Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta for the vacated trios titles. As for the vacated AEW championship, a new champion will be decided in a Grand Slam tournament. Uh, let's see here. Grand Slam tournament champions featuring in the quarterfinals a one-time AEW world champion and one-time tag team champion Hangman Adam Page versus six-time world champion Brian Danielson, and then three-time TNT champion Sammy Guevara versus the longest-reigning TNT champion of Darby Allen. The winner of those matches will go on to face either the seven-time world champion Chris Jericho or the three-time world champion John Moxley, respectfully, in the semifinals next week. And then the finals will be held at Dynamite Grand Slam on September 21st to crown a new AEW world champion. So I guess from what I see in regards to the champion accolades, uh, it looks like they're going to... They're, they're acknowledging the champions that <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> it looks like as far as like the accolades that they listed, they're acknowledging the championships that uh, they held in WWE, which is good. Because as you far mean, as from my recollection, that, you, you mentioned that last week that because yeah. WWE was doing that, too. They were talking about past stuff. And right. I like that. Just like you were saying, you like that because. It's giving you the full the fullness of the performer. You're really getting to hear the right. accomplishments the accomplishments that they made, and not trying to act like they didn't exist. Exactly, so I, exactly. I think that's great. So, ahead, um, sorry. No, I was just saying because uh, obviously my recollection, Danielson has never been a champion in AEW on any capacity, and Jericho has only held the title once. So, right, right. So they're acknowledging all the past accomplishments, um, and like you mentioned. Before you announced earlier in the day that uh, Punk had tore his tricep during his match against John Moxley at All Out. So, either way, he's not the champion anymore. No, he's not. He's, he's not. gone, at he least really temporarily. Is. I don't know, dude. I don't think he's coming back. My opinion. Good. So get his ass out of there. Yeah. What do get you think? Get his ass out of there. Do you think he'll be back? No. Yeah, I think he's done. I mean, that's just me. You know, I don't like him. Tired of him. Done. Get the fuck out of here. Same, same. Real quick, uh, uh, before, but before, before we go into the match, I, I wanted to to ask you uh, overall with the announcement that that was made. Right. What was your overall opinion of just the announcement as a whole? Forget forget the drama with Tony Khan. Forget the fact that he needs to grow his set. Just the content of the announcement in the direction that AEW is now going to go. What was your total take on that? That they had to do something to make themselves not look like a shit company, for one. <laughs> yeah. Two, um, the fact that they're utilizing champions, whether the, the, 
the case be they held it in the AW or other uh, promotions, they're putting in a lineup of uh, contenders in a good way. Right. You know, and then of course, as far as like the trios championships, I kind of I text you literally right before he announced that he was gonna he was gonna do that with the Death Triangle and, and best did. friends. So you did you call? I kind of knew that was coming. Yeah, I did call it. So I think this is the right direction they need to go to. I mean, there's not really much else they could do without doing another stupid interim champion, right? You know, and, 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 who, and who wants a freaking interim trios champion? Yeah, exactly. And I got to tell you, uh, I agree with everything you just said. But for me also, the other thing I loved about it is that in that moment, after Tony Khan made that announcement, even if it was for a little while, it took that spotlight off of the bullshit and put it back on where it needed to be, which was the talent, which is the action, which is what we're going to see. The fact that he said they were going to start off with that trios match, bro, I was on board after that. I was really excited to hear that. So I think they're taking it in a good direction. Um, now I'm glad he, there was one thing he said in the announcement that I was glad to hear. He said, you're going to see the absolute best of AEW in the next two, in the next couple of weeks leading up to, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I was like, okay, that's what needs to happen. So I'm totally on board with that for sure. Definitely. definitely. Well, before we get to that match, um, we actually have MJF oh, yeah. out to the ring. Uh, wearing a Josh Allen uh, Buffalo Bills jersey, and he hugs Taz on the on the announce table. Uh, Jim MJF proceeds to do a really cheesy babyface promo. Uh, he says the last time we saw him, he had some offensive stuff to say, but he was just kidding about that. And he claims that he loves AW and that he's never going to leave the company. Uh, he said he didn't mean it when he called the fans stupid marks. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about the tournament of champions that was just announced. Uh, he says he's all about working smart, not hard, and he isn't working that tournament because he has a chip that gives him a guaranteed title opportunity anytime he wants, and that Tony Khan is paying him a boatload of money. So, uh, MJF then relates himself to Moses <laughs> from the biblical Moses, uh, and actually says he's better than Moses uh, because um, he is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and he's going to win the royal title, and he's better than you, and you know and it. You know it. So, and you know it exactly. Uh, but then the wild thing plays, and we get John Moxley who comes to the ring. Mox says that MJF is full of crap, and as expected, MJF flips on the coin as quick as possible, and is back to being a heel. He, he he rips off the jersey, wipes his ass with it, and throws it in the crowd. And, of course, you know, does a typical cheap heat and, you know, goes off on the bills. Uh, he says Mox may be a little woozy since he went to sleep on Sunday. Ha-ha. Because he took a GTS from Punk. And he says maybe he looks as the... He looks as the... AD- I'm reading this wrong. He says he likes to think of the AEW title as a bargaining chip in the bidding war of 2024, which we all know is when his contract expires. Right. And he says, maybe he's going to take that title to a real company along with real wrestlers, like his good friend, Cody, the roller coaster Rhodes, and goes to work for a real boss. The only con in professional wrestling that is worth a damn jolly old St. Nick in reference to Mr. Nick Nick Khan. And he says to quote the, (laughs) 
He says to quote the greatest wrestler of all time and his personal hero, the game. It's what's best for business. And of course, Mox threatens him to leave or he's going to make him leave. And MJF takes off his shirt like he's going to fight. Gets stuck in his sleeve, by the way. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, but MJF, <laughs> MJF does what he does best. He walks out and, and uh, Mox has the mic. Mox proceeds, in my opinion, and again, I'm still bitter about the match a few weeks right, ago between him right, and right. Punk, number one. But I'll be honest when I say that he gave a very passionate promo. You know, uh, you could tell that he was speaking from the heart. Like, his little swagger and stuff that he usually does, he didn't really do. It yeah. was it was like, it was John Moxley. It was the, the, the man, John Moxley, doing this promo. And he talks about the passion the belt means. He, ta- he talks about that, you know, he lost on Sunday, and that's on him. That's his fault. And he says he was supposed to be on vacation up until two days ago, which is kind of a cheap shot at what happened right. in the backstage area. And uh, he goes to put over the men that are in the tournament, tournament, talking about how well they are, how young they are, uh, some that are better than him in every capacity. Uh, but he says he is going to win the championship again. And the crowd, as expected, was behind him on this. Mm-hmm. So great promo from both men, MJF. Gold. Missed him. Love him. Great. Glad that he's back. Yes. And Moxley, if he continues with this kind of uh, direction with his character and not that whole swagger shit that he's trying to do, want to be gangster white boy, I'm, I can be down with it. So. I, I and, and Chris, I got to tell you, I think I think he will um, simply because right now is a time that that the, the, the locker room leaders need to leader, leaders need to step up. And right. from what I understand, that that's apparently what's already been happening. So, um, oh, what was it that you said the other day about him? Um, I think it was you that said it. Dang it, dude! It hit the nail on the head too. I can't think about it. It's gonna come to me. But um, but yeah, I think he spoke from the heart. I think that's the direction he'll go. Um, I mean, of course, only time will tell. But I agree with you. Very passionate promo. It was what needed to be said. Um, he's the. Uh, was it you that said it? He's the new voice of the voiceless. No, it wasn't you. It was. Uh, no, it was it, me. It was Bully Ray that said it. That he. But he, I'll take credit. So <laughs> <laughs> he said after that promo that he believes that John Moxley is this generation's new voice of the voiceless. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. So uh, I agree with you on that one. Definitely very good promo. Very good. All right. Uh, then we have a backstage segment with the Dark Order, and uh, Joe, the assistant, appears and wants Order Member 10 to sign a contract to work for Andrade. Uh, John Silver tells him, really? Your last name is literally the assistant. <laughs> and then, of course, Andrade and Roosh appear, and the heels end up walking off. So, And then we finally have our opening match. Between Death Triangle and the best friends for the AW World Trios Championship. And wow, just amazing match. Amazing. You know, uh, De- yeah, amazing. Death Triangle, just as single competitors, are money. And as a team, in my opinion, they just break the bank. Yes. You know, I agree. So, uh, Orange Cassidy, always entertaining. And uh, Taylor and Beretta, I feel, are very underused and very underrated. You know, they don't look like they're, they're typical stars, but they're really good. They are. Um, and you got your boy Dan Housen is at ringside. 
Exactly. So that's for business. <laughs> uh, your boy Dan Housen is at ringside. The match is a lot of high flying lucha style wrestling. You know, uh, the match goes from the inside to the outside, back to the inside again. A little back and forth in regards to that. At one point, Dan Housen steps on the apron, but Alexander Abrahantes pulls him down as Dan Housen curses him. And of course, Alexander then slaps him, knocking him to his knees. And the very evil one, while on his knees, gives him a blow, blow straight to the nuts. <laughs> uh, let's see. Back to the action in the ring. Um, we have a lot of near falls and count breaks. Uh, the Death Triangle hit triple Canadian destroyers. That was nice. That was awesome. Very nice in, in sync. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix stomps Taylor down to the mat from the top rope as Pac nails the black arrow for the win. And our new AEW World Trios Champions, Death Triangle. Yes. Very well-deserved victory, too. Great match yeah. overall. Great entertaining match. Of course, in the match, it, it happened. The group hug. You got to give the people what they want. It happened. Um, got to see a little bit of Danhausen being Danhausen. Yeah. Uh, and I sent you that video later. He was Blinghausen. Oh, yes. Very nice. Yeah. Very evil. He was Blinghausen. Yes. <laughs> Very blingy. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, great right. match. And now we go on. Yeah, great match. Uh, we go on to the next match was the AEW Interim Women's Champion, Tony Storm versus Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian in a title elimination match. So, uh, I didn't know what a title elimination match was until I re referenced, uh, researched it. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's to pull them out of contendership for the title. Ah, that's what that was. Yeah, I, I didn't know what I was like. Why is it an elimination match? But now I understand. Yeah. Um, it was a decent match, not too long. Uh, Storm counters a Northern Light suplex and gets the pin, and the winner, Tony Storm. Of so. course. Um, yeah. Got to say that match was a little distracting with what Penelope Ford was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Never thinking now. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, we get a video package from All Out Not showing the after. Sorry. Oh, Nalgas. <laughs> just her. If it gets like her, Jamie Hayter, just. Yeah. Grrr. Yeah. <laughs> Nalgas sandwich. <laughs> Uh, we get a video package from All Out showing the aftermath of the FTW match. Uh, and we see that Action Bronson and Hook will challenge 2.0 at AEW Grand Slam. Then the Acclaim come to the ring and Caster starts his hit to, to hit his rap, but is interrupted by Swerve Strickland, who gets booze as well. Uh, you, he asks if they want to hear a joke, and then he says, Oh, I was very disappointed. Like, yeah. I was ready to hear a rap, especially coming out of Sunday. Yes. And, uh, yes. and that's probably why they cut him off. He's uh, like, probably. don't let him speak. Yeah, <laughs> you know? probably. I you was know? so disappointed, man. Yeah. I was very upset. Yeah. Uh, he asked if they wanted money. to hear a joke. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I would have been playing that over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Strickland asked if they want to hear a joke, and he says, the acclaimed is champions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Grandpa ass cuts him off and says, this isn't his house anymore. It's daddy ass's house. <laughs> and says that the acclaim will get another shot at the titles at Grand Slam, and they will take the gold home, which more likely they will because it's in their hometown. 
All right. Let's see here. Now we got Chris Jericho backstage and says his win over Danielson Sunday was gigantic. And he says he will win the AEW World Championship again. He then says Sammy will be Darby and that Garcia will win tonight, but he will do it alone. So the Jericho Appreciation Society will not be at ringside. Then we get the TNT Championship match between Wardlow versus Tony Nese. This is a squash match as expected as Wardlow hits the Powerbomb Symphony for the win. After the match, Warlow talks about how the internet says he has lost momentum, but he's going to remind everyone in the locker room and his fans that this is Warlow's world. So a little bit of a heel from Warlow in that right. promo. So um, and it, you know, he has. Yeah, I've mentioned it before. Like after MJF, he's kind of gone downhill, despite yeah. the fact that he has the TNT Championship now. Yeah, it's just it's starting to become what we saw the IC title to become the past you know past year before Triple H took over. Agreed. In my opinion. Agreed. So I think I think the promo needed to happen and I'm glad he said it with such passion uh and such fire because it, it's making him for me that promo made him relevant again. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he just agreed. needs to follow it up. That's the only thing that he just needs to follow it up. Creatively, yes, he needs to follow up and do something, you know. Um, but we get our first uh, match for the champion. What did you do? <laughs> I was like, what happened? <laughs> you went away. I went away. You went away. I went away. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, we get Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page in the first round tournament match. And I was excited to see this because I'm a big Danielson fan. And, you know, definitely despite the fact that, you know, punk talk shit or whatever. I like Adam Page. I think Same. he's a good wrestler. Same. You know, I'm not a fan of the cowboy shit gimmick, but I'm a fan of, of Adam Page. Yeah. Uh, not a fault in this match. At least what I saw. I didn't see a fault in this match. You know, uh, Danielson definitely one of the best in the world. No doubt. Um, Danielson hits a superplex from the top rope on Page, but Page lands on his feet, which is very impressive because I can't do that. <laughs> you know, uh, followed by a rolling elbow. Uh, they're working snug. They're not. They're not pulling anything in there. You know, no punches being pulled on that one. Right. Page ends up being a dead eye, but Danielson kicks out. What were you showing me? No, no, I was it's like you. It, I was like you aimed it towards your crotch. No, no. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I heard something drop on the table. This is not only fans, sir. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. <laughs> um. Page hits the dead eye, but Danielson kicks out. Danielson nails Page with a Busaku knee finisher, but Page rolls out. Brian with a suicide attempt, but Page backs up, and he ends up hitting a powerbomb on the apron. Uh, Page with a buckshot Larry attempt, but Danielson counters into a roll-up, and he bridges to avoid Page kicking out and gets the win. So advancing, Brian Danielson will face Chris Jericho next week in the semifinals. So, Great match. Great match. Yeah. Very good match, you know. Uh, then we get a, a short Jungle Boy segment backstage, and he says he carried Luchasaurus' career on his back. And says sometimes to move on from the past, you must destroy it. So it looks like we're going to get that feud going forward uh, on that. So then we get Stokely Hathaway out, and his crew comes out with him, and he climbed the ladder to get the 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 chip for. The Joker. Yeah. Um, a production member tells him to cut it as they're short on time. 
and Stokely gets pissed and then drops him with the microphone, and the rest of his crew beats him down. So some poor indie guy just got his ass whooped that night. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He got yeah. his ass whooped bad. Yeah, beat down. It was horrible. Nobody we knew. But, no, no. You know. Um, then we get the main event of the night, which is the Ring of Honor Pure Championship between Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, Garcia is brought to the ring by local star and rapper West Side Gun, which I text you like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Not exactly. a good rapper at all. No, no. Not a good rapper. Yeah. They gave us that shit instead of the caster doing his. Pissed right. about that. Um, But this is a banger of a match. You know, Yuta playing the heel in this match. Very aggressive. Um, Very kind of like cheating in a way, or at least doing some kind of heel attacks anyway. Uh, this is another stiff match. No punches being pulled on this also either. Yeah. Uh, Yuta was getting some heavy boos from the crowd. You know, obviously they were in the hometown for Dana Garcia, so that's right, expected. Right, right, but right. more than more than I would have expected to, towards him. But great back and forth match. Garcia with the dragon tamer and Yuta exhausts a rope break, which I guess they're only allowed to turn him on rope breaks or you know. Uh, escapes from submissions, you know, because right. I noticed that there were some uh, veterans at ringside that were judges in, in the event that it came to a draw. So, uh, but Yuta exhausts a rope break. Yuta gets frustrated and uses a close fist, which the referee caught him on. Uh, Garcia locks in the dragon tamer again, but then Yuta reverses it into a cross face and a pin attempt. Yuta gets back on the office, but Garcia locks the dragon tamer in again and then eventually makes Wheeler tap out. So your winner and new Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Mr. Danny Garcia. Huge pop from the crowd for that win. Uh, after the match, Brian Danielson comes to the ring but gets shoved by Yuta, who turns to Garcia and almost, you know, unwillingly shakes his hand because that's the whole purpose of the Pure Championship. Right. Um, so uh, Danielson snatches the title from Garcia and tells him to turn around in a very classy and respectful move. Danielson places the title around Garcia's waist and offers his hand, which Garcia finally accepts. And then we see Chris Jericho walk to the ramp and look on in shock. So, uh, very good dynamite. I mean, coming out of what we had going on in the backstage uh, elements of it, I thought this was a great way for them to recover from that embarrassing moment. I thought it was interesting that you know, they, they talked about how they brought in Mox and they brought in Jericho, who weren't originally scheduled to be there. And while they were there, it wasn't like they were involved in a huge capacity. Like, Jericho right. was pretty much backstage most of the time with the exception of the ending. Right. And Mox came out for that promo, and that was about it. Right. But overall, definitely a great Dynamite. I agree. Uh, better than I expected it was going to be. Same. But, I agree. I, I want to comment on that last match because... That was my first time ever seeing a pure championship match. Like, I didn't even understand what the concept right. was until they explained it. And I got to tell you, when they explained the concept at first, I thought, uh, this isn't going to be that great. But I was wrong. I mean, it had to be such a challenge for these guys to not revert to to blows, you know, and it's just pure wrestling. Now, right. granted... They did palm strikes, right? Technically, right. they're they're getting hit, but they're saying that they were palm strikes and those were allowed. It was a very, very good match. And Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but this match, this win for Daniel Garcia, has really put him on the map. 
Yeah, definitely. I definitely. Think, uh, I, I think. I don't know if you saw the. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I know getting the rub from Chris Jericho, and then of course Daniel Bryan because of the match with him and everything definitely helped push him to that point. But this match, bro. I mean, Daniel Bryan and Jericho weren't out there. It was just him, his talent. And granted, yes, he was in his hometown, but I really think he he not only was a hit in his hometown, I think he really won over the wrestling fans watching at home. I mean, he is definitely a, a, a superstar now, for sure. Oh, definitely. And I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Yuta sent a tweet out afterwards and said, very proud of my first reign as Ring of Honor Pure Champion. And sorry for laying you all down tonight. And then he said, at Garcia Wrestling, I'll be back for my belt. Until then, welcome back to professional wrestling. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, cool. Little, little side note on that. Let's see cool. here. So now, uh, I guess, uh, I mean, we have a little time. Rampage was pretty quick, so we could probably do that for our break. Yeah, let's, let's do Rampage. Uh, all right, so we had. Uh, I actually got the notes, the spoilers beforehand, but I did watch it after all tonight. Okay. We had the AEW Grand Slam Tournament of Champions uh, semifinals between Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Good match, but it, I felt it was cheapened because of the fact that Ty Mello was at ringside, and almost like every few minutes they made out. Oh. And we God. know that Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara can go. Right. Yeah. It was. It was bad. Wow. It was bad. Um. At one point, Anna Jay comes out and uh, distracts the ref. So Darby Allen's on the top rope, and Sammy Guevara gives him a low blow and then power bombs him on his skateboard. And then it hits him with a, some kind of finisher and uh, gets the win. So advancing next week to face John Moxley will be Sammy Guevara. Oh, wow. Um, then we had the, yeah, then we had the Ring of Honor World Television Champion Samoa Joe in the ring. And he talks about being happy to return to the AEW. But gets interrupted by Max Sterling and his cohorts. Uh, Sterling says that Tony Nese has more abs than uh, Joe has had matches in AEW. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. <laughs> and he says that Josh Woods deserves a shot at Joe's title, which Joe accepts and says they would do that next week in Albany. Uh, we had Serena D versus Rat- Madison Rain come out. Uh, the winner, Serena D. Nothing big there. Okay. And then we had the Ring of Honor World Championship between Claudio Castanoli. Versus Dax Harwood. Uh, this was a really good match. I mean, Ooh. both men, amazing athletes, uh, very snug. Uh, probably about maybe the last 20 minutes of the night. It was a very good match. Uh, of course, the winner being Claudio Castanali. And uh, nice. I did want to note that on commentating, Jericho, Jericho, who's on commentating on, on Rampage, made a comment to, um, I think, Tony Schiavone and said that, you know, he's never been the Ring of Honor champion. He says, I'm just putting that out there. So interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. Okay. It, it could be nothing, but it was it was a nice little thing there that he put in the end. Yeah. So uh Rampage was okay. It was good. Okay, cool, cool. Well, oh, AEW overall, I think with the exception of what happened Sunday, which we've already talked about, it embarrassing to the sport. So we're not gonna get into it. If you right. really want to hear how we feel, listen to our first episode this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I think they I think they did a good job of coming out of that crap. Basically, I think they did. No, yeah, definitely scratch that. I think they did a great job of coming out of that crap. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So kudos to them. 
overall AEW great job this week. But we're gonna, we're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna start talking about WWE. We will start talking about WWE Raw, and in the third segment, it will be SmackDown. So make sure you keep it here. We are not done. We're just getting started. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Fellas, I know how it is. Your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away. The problem is, where do you go? Well, say no more, because I have the perfect place just for you. At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas, Jawan, and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old-school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas, or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. And we are back. You know, I was a little most afraid to watch Dynamite this past week. Were you really? But I was because of the fact that all the crap that was going on backstage and, you know, we shouldn't allow the backstage politics to, you know, hinder our entertainment on the right. you know, front of the camera. But I was still a little hesitant, but I wasn't disappointed. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know if I was scared or not scared, but. I, I was looking forward to it. I wanted to see if Tony Khan was actually going to mention something about it. And he didn't. He, he didn't. Um, but it was good to see the direction that he took everything in. So I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, he gets a little pat on the back for me. I still think he needs to grow a set. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to get into it because I'll, I'll go on a rant again, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was good. It was good. But let's, let's, let's go ahead and dive into Monday Night Raw, baby. Monday Night Raw. And we're coming off the heels of Clash of the Castle from Saturday uh, morning. Yeah. Um, and we have Edge come out and address Dominic Mysterio. He talks about how he's known Dominic since he was five years old and that he has a personal history with his family. He mentions he even calmed him down before his first match, which I do recall that, mm. you know, uh, he said he never came back to get between him and his dad, but to help them against the judgment day, because he feels that the judgment day is his responsibility. You know, he created his responsibility to end it. He says he's not looking at him as a kid. He saw grow up anymore. You know, he's looking at him like a WWE superstar and he calls Dominic out and says that he's going to beat his ass. So, Rey Mysterio comes out wearing leather pants for some reason. <laughs> um, Rey tries to reason with Edge and begs Edge not to do this. Edge says that, you know what, he loves Rey, but his son is old enough to drink, he's old enough to drive, and he's old enough to stand for his actions. And then Rhea Ripley's music hits, and she comes out, um, tells Edge to calm down, 
you know, she tells Ray that Dom is not his baby boy anymore. She says she saw the potential in him and she made him into a man. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic comes out dressed all in black with slick backed hair. Um, apparently, Rhea whooped his ass so bad he turned to emo Peter Parker overnight. <laughs> uh, Ray tries to reach his son and ask him to make things right. Rhea says it's too late, and she and Dom approach the ring. Ray jumps out to confront his son, and Dom is staring down Edge in the ring. A loud, a loud Eddie's son chant breaks out from the crowd as um, Ray walks up the ramp. Edge calls him into the ring, but Finn and Priest try to attack him from behind. Uh, Edge is able to stop him early on, but Dominic hits a chop luck on Edge. And uh, Ray then tries to go back to the ring, but Dominic holds him back as Rhea nails him from behind and throws him into the steps. And the Priest and Balor are still beating down Edge in the ring. Rhea hands the chair to Dom, who hands it to Priest, and they beat down Edge's leg, and Finn hits a coup de gras onto the chair to Edge's knee. And then Ray gets in the ring, and the Judgment Day leaves. So a lot of heat for Judgment Day, especially for Dominic in this yeah. segment. So yeah. my question to you, Mr. Rob T, before we go forward, what do you make of this new Dominic Mysterio? So far, I like it. Okay. I, I will tell you, though, I, I want to see him go in a direction where he can be stoic and everything at the beginning. But I wanted to eventually I kind of want it to be like like what happened to The Rock. You remember when The Rock joined the Nation of Domination? Mm -hmm. He was a character in the back right. at the very beginning. But then shortly after that it didn't take long he ended up being the guy in the front true to, to before you and uh, before you knew it he was doing all the talking and farouk wasn't even saying much that's kind of the direction i want to see this go i want to see a, a a leader pop out in dominic you know what i'm saying i want to see that that's what i really want to see i want to see an aggressiveness come out in, in dominic like the where it's going now, the stoicness and everything, I think that's great for the whole Edge storyline. Mm -hmm. But we all know eventually it's going to get to him and Ray. I think when it comes down to him and Ray, we need to see a different side of Dominic. We need to see an aggressive side of Dominic. We need to see an evil side of Dominic. We need to basically see a reincarnation of Eddie, bad Eddie, come out in Dominic. That's yeah. just my opinion. That's what I would like to see. You want to see something pop out of him. He's with Ripley, so something's popping out every fucking time he's with Ripley. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> yeah, but but that, that's kind of the direction I want to see this go for for sure. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, next, we have footage of The Miz and Tomasa Champa. Tomasa got his name back. Um, they're arriving to the ring. Uh, they talk about his match later in the night against Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship in a steel cage. And then Champa points off camera, and we see an overturned vehicle on fire. So I have to say that they've done these little bits where there's something's on fire, something's overturned, the car in the in the background getting an accident, but they never said anything about it or referenced anything about it. Like, right. it's been numerous weeks and nothing. I'm right. assuming it's playing into the Dexter Loomis thing, but right. I they need to give some kind of explanation at this point. I think so, too. I think so, yeah. too. Then we get a four-way tag match for the number one contender spot for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. Uh, the New Day versus Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits versus the Lethal Lovers, Los Lotharios. Uh, Woods and Angel started off, but Angel tags in Kofi. Uh, 
The New Day have to face each other, and Kofi and Woods shake hands but try to pull a New Age outlaw uh, coup as Woods lays down for Kofi to cover him before they're quickly broken up by the other teams. Uh, back from commercial, and we see a lot of back and forth from all four teams, including some short-lived alliances, you know, helping each other out. Right. A uh, nice exchange as Humberto moonsaults off the top turnbuckle onto Ford, who gets his feet up, and Humberto lands it to a suplex from Gable. So, so far, great action. Uh, Gable gets Ford in an ankle lock, but all of a sudden we hear, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the return of the monster of all monsters, Braun Strowman. No longer the monster among men, the monster of all monsters. Uh, Strowman looks phenomenal. He does. Great shape, thinned out, ridiculous. Uh, Strowman proceeds to take out all men, all the all eight men in the match. Security comes out, but they get taken out as well. The Strowman goes for the Strowman Express on Otis. If you notice, he slipped. Yeah. <laughs> he slipped. Uh, but he got up real quick and ends up throwing Otis through the barricade. Strowman then picks up Dawkins and slams it through the commentator's table, and it just explodes. <laughs> So, uh, an interesting time for him to re-debut between this match. Um, so, maybe we get the return of him and Nicholas Cone as the tag team champions? <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. Um, so, we'll see. For those of you that don't know, he won the tag titles with uh, the son of referee, uh, I think John Cone, his son Nicholas, at a WrestleMania 24 against the bar. Um. Not WrestleMania 24, sorry, WrestleMania 34. So uh, we got Braun Strowman back. He's back with his girlfriend, Raquel Rodriguez, back in WWE. They so, are dating, right? Yep, they are dating. So little inside info for y'all fans out there. Um, then we get a tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions of Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. And I have to say, Nikki and Dewdrop are making the circuit because... Uh, they wrestled last week. Um, they wrestled on NXT, and now they're back on Raw. So, um, I think Nikki needs to drop the almost a superhero gimmick. You know, even though I'm a big fan of comic books, she's already showing more of an aggressive character with Dewdrop. Um, so I think she just needs to get rid of her. at least get rid of the mask for now. You know, um, Dewdrop swings Aaliyah into the corner. Uh, which is kind of ugly. She like swing her into the post from the inside of the, the ring. It was weird. Um, Nikki and Drew drop with some strong offense on the tag t- uh, tag champions. Aaliyah gets the tag and Raquel comes in to clean house. Uh, then Rodriguez tries to powerbomb Drew drop, but she can't lift her. Uh, Drew drop with a two count. Aaliyah takes out Nikki at ringside as Raquel knows a Tejano bomb on Drew drop for the top turnbuckle and winners, the women's tag champions of Raquel and Aaliyah. Which, honestly, you kind of knew that's where it was going to go. Right, right, exactly. Um, then we get an interview with Ray in the back, and he says he needs to have a word with Dom in private. And he says he will never put hands on his son, but no one deserves to ask handed to them more than the Judgment Day. And he challenges either Priest or Balor later in the night. Then we get Austin Theory comes out to the ring and says things didn't go as planned Saturday, and he calls the event Crown Jewel, but quickly corrects himself with just a, with a just kidding. Um, and he's selling the punch from Tyson Fury. Um, so I'm, I don't know if it was like an actual botch and he's caught himself co- real quick or if it's him just kind of selling. Yeah. 
the hit he took, you know. Well, that was there was a couple of missed things that he said. I don't remember what the other one was, but I know it yeah. was more than one. Yeah, he's he kind of stumbled over his words a lot during that promo. So I don't know if it was a botch or he's actually selling. Uh, but Kevin Owens comes out to a huge pop. Uh, he asks, what's wrong with his jaw? And says, oh, yeah, you got knocked out. And the crowd chants, you got knocked out. <laughs> and then Owens follows up with, I got one better. You got KO'd. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the, you got KO'd from the crowd. Uh, he calls uh, Theory. Uh, oh, he calls him Theory, but jokes that he found his first name and can call him Austin again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said Tyson did him a favor because he would have failed to cash in his money in the bank contract had he attempted it. Uh, Theory calls him jealous and says he hasn't won a championship in years. And KO says the only reason Theory has the money in bank contract right now is because he wasn't in that match to begin with. Mm. And then Owens gets in the ring and says Drew couldn't beat him and Roman only won because of the Usos. And um, Theory says that he is the handpicked future and Owens is just trying to stay relevant. Owen says Theory was the handpicked future, but what is going to happen is a ref is going to run down to the ring right now as a ref does come to the ring and Owen makes the comment that he should have ran a little faster um, <laughs> and we get a match. Um, Kevin Owens, always go on the mic. Yes. You know, always go on the mic. I would love to see him and MJF go at it. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So we get Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory. Owens is the aggressor as we go to the break. Um, and then we get back from commercial and we continue to see with an amazing match from both men. Theory, despite what you think about him and him being kind of pushed down the throat the last few months, he's a good worker. He is. The kid can work, you know. Um, very good. And KO, always worth to watch, you know, no matter what he's in, whether it be a squash match or anything, he's always good to watch. For sure. The match ends after Owens hits a power-up powerbomb on Theory, followed by a stunner for the win. And then Owens poses on the turnbuckle and says, this is the Kevin Owens shows. And Kevin Owens has always been a triple H guy, and we can see it in the shift of his aggressiveness in right. this match. You know, um, the crowd, no matter where we go lately, is hot for Owens. Definitely. You know. And they have every right to be. Owens exactly. Is, Owens is golden. Exactly. Uh, then we get the Miz and Ciampa backstage, and uh, Sarah Schreiber comes up and startles the Miz as he's doing his little uh, elastic workout. Miz refuses to talk about the man whose name shall not be mentioned. I don't know if he's talking about Loomis or Voldemort at this point. Uh, Miz wants to prove that he's better than Lashley, and he says he's faced persecution throughout his career and has always proved the doubters wrong. So um, then we come back to ring, and apparently they repaired the or replaced the commentator's table because it looks perfect at this point. Yeah. And then damage control comes to the ring. Uh, Bailey says, ding dong. Hello, idiots. Um, by the way, I love that TikTok you sent me. <laughs> yeah, so did I. Uh, she puts over their win at Clash of the Castle and says, if they can do that to their best, imagine what they could do to the rest of the women's roster in reference to the fact that Bailey pinned uh, Bel Air during that match. Uh, they're taking control, and Sky says in Japanese that they're taking the women's tag team titles. Uh, Kai says she wasn't a legal uh, competitor last week, and she says Ra Raquel and Aaliyah can go ahead and pretend to be champs for another week until they take what is rightfully theirs, which will be next week on Raw. Hold up, hold up, back up a little bit. Yeah, you you speak Japanese? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Kuyama Sanyon guy. 
Sakamoko. Sakamoko. Let me long time. We apologize for offending any of our Japanese viewers. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bailey says that she is the first person to pin Bel Air in almost 300 days. And of course, Bel Air's music and the camp comes out to the ring. She says if Bailey wants a challenge, they can have a match tonight. And Bailey says, shush, shush, please. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. She says it's Labor Day, so she's not working today. They're, they're there to celebrate her beating Bel Air. And Bel Air looks confused and said, it took all three of them to take her down. And Bel Air gets in the ring and says, uh, Bailey may have her minions, but she has the gold as she holds up her title. She says, unless it's one-on-one and she's got this title, Bailey isn't in control of anything. And the damage controls surround the champ before walking off. Uh, Bel Air laughs at her and Bailey says that she has nothing to prove. And Belair challenges Bailey, but they have better things to do, like her girls winning the tag titles next week. She says if and when she wants that title, she'll get it one way or another. And Bailey is probably the best woman on the mic, in my opinion. You I, know, Barnett. I think that's a fair opinion. Yeah. Out of everybody there right now, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. I mean, they're getting better. You know, they're getting better, uh, especially Belair. She seems to be a little more confident on the on her promos, too. And I think it's because they're allowing him to go out there and actually work themselves as individuals. Um, on a side note, have you noticed that lately there's been several matches where there's a confliction of a person being the legal person in the match? Like we referenced, yeah. you know, they always say, like, well, they're not the legal person. And they reference yeah. them on commentating a lot. That's true. That is you know, true. And um, I don't know what they're playing with that, you know, because we all know in regards to rules, no rules really make sense in this beautiful world of professional wrestling. True. <laughs> but it's, I just found it interesting that they constantly do that, you know. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So, uh, then we have Ray uh, in the back again, and with, apparently we're going to get uh, Ray versus Damian Priest later in the night. Then we get a Johnny, Gar- Johnny Gargano interview. And he, he's asked about Theory's comments from last week about Gargano swimming with sharks. Gargano says that Theory may have forgotten what he can do in the ring, but he's going to show them. And then, of course, Austin Theory comes up and says, nobody cares. All Gargano has done since he has been back is talk. He should be called Johnny Talking. Gargano says that is true, but before he was really interrupted, he was about to announce that next week on Raw, Johnny Wrestling returns. So we're going to get the debut match of Johnny Gargano next week on Monday Night Raw. So then we have the match of Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest. Uh, Rey Mysterio once again is dressed like the Chicken Express mascot. That he is. Yeah. Mysterio, very aggressive. Of course, you know, he's playing the concerned and upset father in this in this case. Uh, we know Mysterio has always been the underdog. Um, but the good thing about Mysterio, he can make it believable, you know, in regards to that. The Judgment Day story, uh, to me, was kind of getting stale. I don't know about you. It was starting to get stale. Um, but I think with the way they're going now that we finally got the heel turn from Dominic Mysterio, that I'm back on board. It's, interesting. On board. it's interesting again. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Priest begins to get frustrated that he hasn't put a Ray away yet as Ray's kind of fighting back constantly. Mysterio continues to show his tandem offense and uh, his counter ability as far as the moves. 
Dominic, along with Finn and Rhea, end up making their way to the ringside to watch. Priest sets up a crucifix powerbomb, but Ray counters it to Hurricanrana onto the ropes. Ray's about to hit a 619, but Dom stands in his way. Mysterio attacks Balor, but refuses to hit his son still. And the Priest hits a vicious clothesline and a south of heaven for the win. Uh, so for the first time, we see Dominic show some emotion as he kind of smiles or like a little, little smirk at what just happened to his father in the ring. So um, after the match, Ripley says, now that they're done with Ray, there's only one man left in the way. And she says, Dominic will send him back into retirement. And what Poppy wants, Poppy gets. <laughs> and she says, Dominic will set up the challenge next week on Raw to go one-on-one with Edge. So I know we said it previously uh, before in the podcast, but now it really looks to me as though Rhea has transitioned into the leadership role in the Judgment Day. It does look like that. She's the one that's doing most of the talking. Um, yeah. Got to admit, it's funny hearing her say Poppy. <laughs> it's Poppy, but the fact, yeah. I'll let her hilarious. come with Poppy all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I got to ask you, man. I, I noticed something. When Dominic had that little reaction, right, where he did the smirk, yeah, that was Eddie all day, bro. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw that face. Yeah, that was Eddie Guerrero right there. It makes me kind of wonder if Dominic's been studying Eddie when Eddie's healed, because it just a lot of mannerisms. Or maybe and, he really is the son of Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. So, so seeing this does get me kind of excited because I I like to see Eddie thrown in the storyline a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, like you had mentioned that one time, even if it's Dominic just saying, "I really wish Eddie was my father" or something like that to to yeah. Ray. I think I think it'll add to it so much. It'll be awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. Without now, I do hope that, uh, like you mentioned, that eventually it's going to come down to Ray and Dominic. I just think Ray needs to whip off his belt like an old-school Hispanic poppy and beat his ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, then we get an interview with the United States champion Bobby Lashley in the back. Uh, Lashley says that Miz thinks being in a, in a, in a cage is going to save him from Dexter Loomis, but he'll be in the cage with the most dangerous man in WWE. And he says when that door closes, he needs to be worried about being in the ring with the almighty. Uh, then we get a replay of Braun Strowman's return early in the night, and it's mentioned that he's going to be on SmackDown come Friday. Then we get a video of Riddle after his match to Clash of the Castle. Riddle says that his emotions got the best of him, and he wants another match as soon as possible. We cut to Seth after the match, and uh, Rollins uh, says or gives credit to Riddle for his moxie, but he did what he came to do at Cardiff, and that was to beat Matt Riddle. And he says a rematch is not in the cards, and he's moving on to bigger and better things, which we've already heard him make reference that he's going after the WWE Undisputed title. Right. Hey, how funny would it have been had uh, Seth gone, basically said, I really admire his moxie, but if instead he would have been, I really admire his moxie. I mean, moxie. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um. All right, then we get the main event of the night, which is a steel cage match for the United States Championship between Bobby Lashley versus The Miz. Um, now, as the ref holds up the belt, Miz grabs it and nails Lashley before the bell rings, and then Miz punches him out of the ring as Ciampa helps beat him down. 
Champa holds Lashley's arm against the ring post as Miz drives the steps into his arm. Uh, they come back from break. They continue to work on the arm before getting him in the ring, and the match has officially begun at this point. Miz has control most of the match until Bobby makes his comeback, as expected. Uh, Lashley selling the arm during the match. So good job. Kudos to him. Uh, lots of near escapes, whether it be over the cage, uh, pinfalls, or through the door. Uh, Lashley goes towards the door, but Champa slams the door into Lashley, but Lashley ends up blocking it. And the Lashley swings it into Champa's face. Then Miz, from behind, pulls the door on Lashley's head. Miz takes advantage of the opportunity and climbs over the cage. As Miz gets over the top, he looks down and he sees Dexter Loomis. That was so weird. On the, it was very weird. It was very weird. I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. Just the way he was looking, it was very creepy. Um, he's lying on the floor underneath the underneath the ring, like halfway underneath, halfway out. Um, Miz freaks out, so Miz goes ahead and gets back in the ring as Loomis emerges to ringside. Miz ends up turning around and gets hit with a spear from Lashley, and then Lashley retains the title. Um, after the match, Loomis climbs into the cage as Miz is trying to escape, but Lashley shuts the door on him. So Loomis grabs Miz and puts him, into, puts him to sleep with the anaconda vice. And then Loomis is stroking Miz's head as we go off the air. That was weird. Yeah. That was really weird. So I really don't know what they're doing with this Dexter Loomis. <laughs> I don't thing. know either. It's creepy AF, though. <laughs> yeah. Just to Big say time. the least. To say yeah. the least. Um, I mean, Raw was good. I mean, there are a couple of questionable aspects of it that I feel like they need to hurry up and, you know, explain as far as what they're going with that. So we'll see what happens. I'm kind of curious because now that we we know that uh, Triple H has been elevated to another uh, position in WWE, how much of a creative aspect is he going to have? Well, I'm sure he's going to have pretty much the last say in a sense, but it seems like they're they're maneuvering pieces to, you know, He's not as involved as he was from the get-go. Right, right, right. Um, I think that it will be interesting. There's a couple of things I agree with you that just did not make sense. Um, the Braun Strowman thing didn't make any sense to me. Um, he basically squashed every competitor in that match and made them look like crap. And yeah. I just don't think... I, I don't see the purpose of it all at all. Um, but... Still, it was still a good Raw. Definitely better than what we've been seeing in the past. And again, another week without Omas. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Or Veer, Mahan. Yeah. Yeah, he's back in hiding again, I guess. Yeah, he keeps getting lost in, you know, customs or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, but overall, I agree with you. A good Raw for sure. Um, Cool. So, let's take another break. When we come back, we'll talk all things SmackDown. And then wrap it up. So we'll be right back after this final word from our sponsor. And we'll be talking about WWE SmackDown. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. 
Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroplex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. back and we've been talking all the recaps this week we are down to our final show for the week just got done talking about wwe raw now we are going to talk wwe smackdown and this one i'm really interested in because i haven't seen it yet i was out so i didn't get to watch it i plan on watching about i was out and about i plan on watching it tomorrow but i am ready to hear these results baby so hit me with it chris all right. Hit me with your best shot. Anyway. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> now, I do have to notate that I missed like the first 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, because I was having my Roku was being a little bitch. <laughs> so, but I got I got into it. Um, it's it's interesting to note that Pat McAfee has stepped away from SmackDown. Oh, that pisses me off. I heard about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's gone off to be part of the college game day panel. Um, so I'm presumably he's going to come back after after you know, football season so. over. I hope so. so. So in replacement of him, we're getting Corey Graves. Yeah. Eh, so yeah, I know. Uh, but we have the opening match between Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes. Nice, uh, and that includes the return of Giovanni Ricci to Imperium. Uh, the crowd is behind the Brutes in this match. You know. Uh, and this this was a fight. I mean, we talked about how Gunther and Sheamus work snug. Yeah. All of them work snug. Nice. I have to ask, how did Butch come out dressed? Uh, like Pete Dunn. Yeah? Yeah. But they, they were still calling him Butch? Yeah, they're still calling him Butch. Okay. So hopefully that will change soon. Uh, but this is a great back and forth. There was a spot towards the end where uh, Rich Holland did a back body drop on Kaiser, and Kaiser landed like on his knee, like like on the side of the knee, and he grabbed it really quickly. So I don't know if that was him selling or he literally he legitimately hurt himself uh, because after the match he was kind of hobbling a little, but he was still able to move. So gotcha. Uh, but this is a very good you know good back and forth brutal match. Uh, the winners end up being Imperium, so they keep that momentum going. Which I'm okay with because we were talked about the legitimacy that Gunther's bringing to the IC title, for and sure. I think if taking a loss would kind of cheapen that a little bit. So yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, uh, then we get a small uh, uh, memoriam in memory of the Queen Elizabeth II who passed away yesterday. Who or oh two days ago? Yeah, the Queen. The Queen. We um, will, we will rock you. I know my my boss came in. He was like, "The Queen passed away." I'm like, "Latifa." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, the the Queen has passed. Um. Then we get the undisputed WWE uh, Tag Team Champions and the honorary U.S. Sami Zayn coming to the ring. Mm. Sami goes on the mic and starts talking about how it was like growing up as a little U.S. <laughs> 
Yeah, God. exactly. God. Uh, Jay, of course, cuts him off. Um, and he puts over that Roman is still the champ. And he says that uh, little did Drew know how thick the bloodline runs. And then Jimmy proceeds to announce the newest member of the bloodline, Solo Sokoa, the brother of Jimmy and Jay Uso. So the baby Uso comes out to a chorus of booze. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, this Uso, or this brother, definitely looks like his daddy Rikishi. Oh, yeah? Yeah, definitely looks like his daddy Rikishi with the blonde hair and everything. Nice. Uh, he says that you come for his family, he's going to come for you. And he says that the bloodline just got bigger and stronger as they um, hold up the ones, including Sammy. <laughs> how, how was Solo How was solo towards Sammy? He was good. And, I, and okay. he has another segment later. So, okay. um, But McIntyre's music hits, and he comes out with a chair. The Usos and Sammy get out of the ring, leaving uh, Solo by himself. Leaving him solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew swings a chair, but Sammy pushes uh, Sokoa out of the way, and he ends up taking the chair shot. Uh, and Drew says that he wants Solo tonight, and Solo accepts. So I was really hoping um, that Drew was going to beat him down and says, bring me Solo. <laughs> <laughs> and Solo will be like, hon my bookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting to note, though, after this segment, MJF tweeted the bloodline uh, symbol. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So he's watching the product. Definitely. Yeah. Then we get the women's tag champs of Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Toxic Attraction of Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. They're back. They're back. And they made reference to the fact that this match was supposed to happen during the tournament and it didn't happen due to injury. Right. Uh, but this is a non-title match. The match was typical, as expected. Aaliyah kind of taking most of the beating until Raquel gets uh, gets a tag into a big applause. And then, of course, she ends up cleaning house. Raquel with the Tejano Bomb on JC for the win. So it wasn't a long match. It wasn't a squash match, but, you know, typical. Okay. And how did Toxic Attraction look? (sighs) No, no, no. I mean, (laughs) that's not what I meant. Oh. I I meant... (laughs) <laughs> I met in the match. Oh, in the match. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, they look good. They look. They 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 did some work. You know. It looks like. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to say? I don't know what you asked. I need context here. <laughs> okay, cool. Because yeah. I know they said Gigi Dolan was hurt. Yeah. So I was just curious as how how she was performing. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, and I find it interesting that there's a lot of superstars and NXT uh, stars that are working. The main roster and NXT still, so right, right, including Toxic Attraction. Um, then we get a fatal five-way elimination match between Lacey Evans, Sonya Deville, Ronda Rousey, Natalia, and Zia Lee for a number one contender spot at Extreme Rules against SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan. Interesting. Yeah, um, Natalia got a really nice pop from the crowd. You know. Uh, and she was actually wearing black and yellow, which I I kind of feel like was an homage to her uncle Owen, right? Um, and of course, Ronda comes out last to a huge pop from the crowd, uh, and she comes out with like a pink gi uh, on her top, pink gi with her black belt over her her neck, kind of like a MJF scarf. Interesting. Yeah. 
And was she, uh, still, was she still wearing the Roddy skirt? Yes. Okay. No, yeah, she was still wearing Roddy skirt, and of course, you know the Roddy top Jacket. underneath. Yeah, yeah. Um, they in the before the match starts, they show Liv who's sitting and enjoying popcorn with her title at the top of the arena. Uh, and she kind of almost looked kind of heelish the way she was sitting and like just laughing about it. Like she looked kind of heelish. Uh, this wasn't a long match. Uh, Rhonda ends up getting an arm bar on Natalia who taps out. So she's eliminated first. And then, uh, Rhonda tries to get an arm bar on Evans, but Deville, uh, stops her. So the couple back and forth between all of them with Zia Lee and, and Deville and everything. Then Rhonda does eventually get the arm bar on Evans while Deville gets a choke on Lee. Lee. Both tap out. So now it's down to Sonia and Rhonda. And they make reference about how like Sonia's been, you know, kind of bargaining for a match between Rhonda. Uh Rhonda tries with a pipe, goes for a Piper's pit attempt, but Devell ends up countering with a choke. And both women end up going to the outside. They both eventually get back in the ring. And Rhonda with a Piper's pit and then an ankle lock. And Sonia Deville taps. So the winner and the number one contender is Rhonda Rousey. Saw that coming. Uh, yeah, I saw that coming. So this gets ringing. Ronda Liv three, if you count yeah. that cash in. And then Liv stands tall with her title high above the arena as Ronda kind of, you know, banters with her from the ring. Right. So uh, then we get a backstage segment with the Usos and Sokoa. And the Usos are trying to hype up their little brother for their, his match tonight. Sammy ends up walking up. And Solo says that Roman said Sammy was the man. And he was right. And he thanks them for the assist earlier in the night. Of course, you know, to Jay being pissed about it. Yeah. Uh, and Sammy says that if he needs anything, he's there for him, you know. So and then we get a backstage segment with Rhonda walking in the back, and she's stopped by Shayna Baszler. Baszler congratulates her and tells her, you know, she doesn't know she doesn't need it, but, to, you know, wishes her good luck. And then Rhonda says she knows that Baszler is a little upset from losing to live at Cash in the Castle. Baszler. <laughs> from losing to live at the at Crash the Castle. But she says, you know what's better than winning? Revenge. And Rhonda tells her to let her know when she's ready to break some bones. Ooh. And and Baszler smiles at her. So interesting. So very interesting. We've always talked about the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen, but you know, two of them might not be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh then we get uh Really crappy match between Hit Row and the Street Profits versus Maximum Male Models and Los Lotharios. Uh, ben Swa of the Maximum Male Models is wearing some kind of fishnet type shirt and some salmon colored Daisy Dukes. Ew. And the other one's wearing some cheetah print Daisy Dukes. Ew. Yeah. Uh, this is, like I said, it was, I mean, it was an okay match. I'm, I mean, it was, it was kind of one of those you want to be on your phone for kind of match. Um, the winners, something black just popped up. <laughs> Called the microphone. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, looks like if Darth Vader and R2D2 had a baby. <laughs> uh, no, this and is then, a new uh, microphone. Don't you like it? I do like it. Stylish. It's nice. Very nice. Um, the winners of this match were Street uh, Profits and Hit Row. So. I don't know, dude. I. They brought Hit Row back. I get it. You know, you got Triple yeah. H wanting them back, but it, it's it's just a miss for me. It's yeah, just, it's not working. Something needs to do, something needs to change. 
they need to get rid of the male male motto gimmick crap is what they need to do well i know that uh max dupree uh made a comment to him it was one of the lines he used when he was la knight uh after the match so i think that they're kind of going to go back into that gimmick for him okay okay so we'll see what happens there uh then we get the alpha academy coming to the ring uh chad gable says they're here to ruin braun Strowman's return just like he ruined their match on raw and of course you know the typical cheap heat putting down the seattle sports teams where they're at and then braun Strowman comes out to new music and his new moniker of course monster of all monsters uh otis on the attack but he gets nailed with a fish from braun then gable tries to get a sneak attack on on him but uh Otis uh, ends up tackling him in the corner, and the Strowman with the power bond on Gable, and then one on Otis to end mm-hmm. the segment. So, um, with the Alpha Academy being on SmackDown, you still see the back and forth between talent on on both brands. So I kind of like that still. Then we get a Drew McIntyre interview backstage. Uh, Drew gave a very almost Jake the Snake like promo. Really, with with his his tone, the fact that he was slow in delivery, you know, times like I could have won, but it was because of one man, ah, okay. like that kind of kind of a you know um, portrayal of it. Um, but he gave a quick promo on on Sokoa about his match for the night, and then we get Solo Sokoa versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Sokoa's style to me, and I haven't really watched him on NXT, is similar to what you would have seen from Umaga. Well, I know he wrestles barefoot, right? Yeah, he wrestles barefoot. Yeah. And he comes comes out with like a towel over his head, similar to what Taz did when he was coming yeah. out to the ring. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, his his, his style is very Umaga-like, you know. Uh the Usin and Sammy are of course at ringside, and a few times during the match they get involved. Uh even at the point where they're in the ring and the ref doesn't call it for some reason, I really don't know. It was kind of weird. Uh, but eventually the Street Profits come out and they take out the Usos. And uh, Drew starts getting the upper hand. He's about to go to the outside. But Karrion Cross comes from behind and oh, wow. puts a choke on him as Scarlet's kind of like just kind of mesmerizing the crowd and mesmerizing Cross. So he constantly got Drew in the choke. Drew tries to get up, but he can't get it. And uh, it was it was really cool how they went off the air because, you know, Cross is choking him and you start to see Drew fade. And as his eyes are closing, the screen starts to fade to black. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was really cool how they did that uh, effect on it. And then eventually, like, they go face to black where Drew's eyes are closed. And then you can still hear the commentating team talking, even though the screen wow. is completely black. Wow. So that was pretty that was pretty cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was, uh, no, there was no winner. No winner. Uh, it just kind of cut off at that point. So, gotcha. uh, so, but I mean, it was a good match, regardless. Um, Drew still the aggressor. They're still making him look, you know, strong. Uh, was not disappointed in Sokoa's debut. Um, disappointed that there was no fall to the, you know, finality to the match. But it makes sense because it doesn't make either man look weak. It's and continues story. on. Yeah, and honestly, going into this, I didn't even think about carrying Cross until he came out at the end. And that and and when they do that, they're doing the job. I mean, that's, exactly. That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, so just by what you said, it sounds like what there was only four matches. Uh, yeah. So the Imperium one, then the Fatal Five Way, 
The Toxic Attraction match. That's three. Um, yeah, four matches. That's interesting. That yeah. is really interesting. Just the difference in, in WWE and AEW alone with the number of matches, yet from what you just from what you're saying, seems like there was still a lot of action. You know, yeah. a lot of a lot of backstage stuff and, and interactions and whatnot, but still a lot of action. Okay. That's well, I mean, and let's go back to the pay per view, right? The the yeah. pay per view itself, what was it just like five matches? Six matches for WWE and then fifteen for AEW. Yeah, big difference, big difference. Yeah. Um, but for for you, you said it yourself. WWE edged out uh, AEW's pay per view, right. and they, and they had less matches. So it's interesting, interesting because they take those little spots between to continue the story. At least right. they're doing it now. Before it was just like stupid filler segments. Right, right, right. Well, uh, definitely an eventful week of wrestling, to say the least. Um, I am glad how the week ended versus how it began. Um, it was it was kind of a blemish on pro wrestling in general. You know, it, companies at this point don't even matter. Just what happened to me to me was a blemish on pro wrestling in general. Um, yeah. It was it was a disgrace, as I said before. So to see the end of the week end on such a high from both products to me is definitely a win. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about what's going on in both companies. Um, more wrestling action next week. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. So I'll, I'll be I'll be first to say that I feel that this week, with the way Dynamite played out, that AEW came out on top this week. I have to agree with you on that one for sure. You know, and that's because um, I didn't watch SmackDown. But just by yeah. what you said, I agree. Yeah, I mean, story-wise, you know, WWE continues to roll with it. But I think just with the quali- the quality of what they did with the black mark they had at the beginning of the week, like you said, yeah, right. Dynamite did a good job coming out on top. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. So um, we want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to our recap show. Uh, this is always the, the longer show because we want to make sure we get everything in there. Plus, yeah. getting our opinions in there. Um, I will say we didn't we didn't do too much just go around with the opinions. Honestly, it's just we said so much uh, earlier this week, especially with what happened in AEW. Um, yeah. I definitely want to recommend going back and listening to that episode. Not only did we get in depth with what's going on with AEW right now, but we also had a great interview with uh, Nathaniel Grayson. Um, very mesmerizing, just very. It was just a very, very good interview, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so definitely go back and check that out as well. But listen, uh, make sure you join us again next week. We're going to uh, do it like we did this week. We'll start off with one uh, episode where we're going to talk about a subject. We, we we brought two up today, Chris. I yeah. don't know which one we're going to talk about just yet. <laughs> both of them were definitely very, very good subjects. Um, so we'll definitely pick one before, before then. Um, definitely. No interview this next coming week. Had one scheduled. Uh, unforeseen circumstances came up. Uh, did not end up happening. So um, we won't have an interview this coming week. Uh, but we'll more than likely have one the next coming week. There's tons of talent on the, out there that want to come on the show. And I, yeah. I can't wait to talk to them. Um, and there's a lot of great 
uh, independent wrestling going on right now, just look it up. I mean, it's all over social media. Uh, the next event I am looking forward to going to, and I am going to go to it. Uh, my previous plans fell through. Uh, I didn't end up driving for relent after all. So I will be here and there's going to be a show. I believe it's on the, is it the 18th of September? In Victoria? Yeah. Yeah. Is it the 18th? So, so. The, on the 18th in Victoria, Texas, there's an event going on where Corvus and the New Year's, right? What are they called? New Year's? Uh, end of the World Party. End of the World Party. Why did I say New Year's? The end of the World <laughs> Party is going to be there, uh, and they're going to be in action. Um, should be a great show. I am definitely going to go check it Against, out. Against, I think, Drew Dredd and uh, Phoebe, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I am definitely going to be there to check it out. Are you going to go, Chris? Um... That's next week. It's Damn, too early. To, it's already it's, next week. It's early. It's too early to tell, but yeah, it's too early to tell right now. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, I'm definitely going to go. I actually already asked off from work for Monday because I know it's going to be a late night. Nice. Uh, so well, anyway, on a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. That's what uh, I'm okay. saying. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but definitely check out uh, local pro wrestling action because there's some good ones out there. They really are. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So thank you again for, for tuning in. Chris, you got anything you want to end the show with? You want to say? Mm, do I have anything to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair yeah. enough. All right, guys. So until next week, uh, you know how to get at us. Thank you so much for all your support. Make sure you like and share on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, definitely share. Get the word out. We are trying to spread the pro wrestling gospel, if you will. We're not just talking the major companies. We're talking independence. We really want to get it out there. And if you are a talent, uh, a pro wrestling talent, independent talent listening right now, and you'd like to come on the show, hey, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on, okay? So until next week, guys, we love you. Take care. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Megapowers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.